Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There was a lot of buzz when Hoppin opened in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, there's been lots of microbreweries put up around the country, and some of them are very successful, and some of the beer they make is quite good. But the concept of a self-pour tap room is a new thing. Now, it's a place where customers uh, start a tab. They're given a glass and a tab card, and then they're turned loose in a room full of taps to drink as much in as whatever they'd like. But apparently when that hopping place in Charlotte opened, bar goers needed a little extra training in how those taps worked because Sunday a video hit the internet of an incident there the night before. When a woman walked up to the tap, hung her head low, tapped her lips to the dispenser and pulled the handle to drink right out of the beer tap. What kind of a gut do you have to have? That's got to have some <laughs> pressure on that, Cliff. It totally does. Oh, my. Well, there's going to be another hot, humid day today. More humidity today than yesterday, and well, yeah. tomorrow, Cliff, until it starts raining, it's going to be even worse. <laughs> the humi- the uh, the humidity is so bad today, you can see it. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I tell you what, if this doesn't go away, Cliff, it was so yeah. humid yesterday that if this continues, yeah. I'm just going to have downspouts installed on my butt just to get it the moisture <laughs> out. I know it's not a pleasant sight to begin the Tuesday morning with. No, just visualize that. Oh, the conversations I get sucked into on this program, Cliff, on text messaging. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you, you about bring, it. You bring this on yourself. I, I do. I just like to point that out. I shouldn't yeah. be so curious, but I am. The conversation that I've gotten into on text messaging yeah. this morning, I What's never up thought. With this? I never yeah. thought we'd be discussing the cartoon H.R. Puffin stuff. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yes. And oh, yeah. all of the uh, drama behind that yeah. uh, little cartoon, it was for mm-hmm. children. <laughs> uh, allegedly. And, allegedly. <laughs> and Scooby-Doo was mentioned today, too, Scooby-Doo. Cliff. Yes. And that wow. got me to uh, remembering something I would forgot to mention last week. The okay. animator of that program, Joe yeah. Ruby, passed away at the age of 87, and he's the man that created Scooby-Doo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. He'd still be alive today, Cliff, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Otherwise, he would be right here. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Could have seen that coming yesterday. I know, I know. We'd first, it was a toilet paper issue, and then it was paper towels that we couldn't get enough of. And since the pandemic started, it's been increasingly difficult to get items ranging from milk and eggs, which are seemingly forever in short supply. There have been shortages of meat and aluminum cans for some sodas, but now COVID-19 is causing us to run out of something that's really critical. America is facing a monkey shortage. There are more than 100 COVID-19 vaccines, therapies, and drugs being pushed into development. And before any human trials can take place, those, those drugs and therapies first tested on monkeys. Scientists say there just aren't enough monkeys to go around. The National Institutes of Health say there are several reasons, but mostly last year, 60% of the nearly 35,000 monkeys used in research came from China, and they're now keeping them for their own monkey business. Health experts, though, knew it was coming as far back as 2018. The NIH indicated primate centers they operate would be unable to meet demand should there be a pandemic. 
and they discussed the possibility of creating a strategic monkey reserve, but never moved forward with the plan. Apparently, we should have been stockpiling monkeys all this time. You're not going to say it? You're going to make me say it? <laughs> Go ahead. Is all of this shortage, Cliff? Is yeah. it driving researchers bananas? Are you <laughs> not going to say that? <laughs> I wasn't I wouldn't going to say that. Okay, all right. Well, you know something else that's in short supply, Cliff? What's that? Boats. I read really? that last night. People are buying boats hand over fist, I guess, to get away from everybody and kind of do their own thing out <laughs> on the water. You know, I, I, I buy stuff to get away from everybody, too. <laughs> Just Well, here's a totally different off-the-cuff thing. You know, I have an aquarium. I have, a, I have a, quite a large aquarium. Yes. And I was looking for a new stand. and But I wanted one that was made out of real wood, not that, you know, that pressed particle board. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can't buy those anymore. They don't make them in because the factories have all been shut down. So I'm proud to say... I bought some two-by-fours, and I made my own. You made your own stand, huh? I did, yes. But that's another thing that you can't buy because of the pandemic. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, totally. You know, I'm going to use this boat thing for my advantage, though, in a few years, Cliff. <laughs> you are. Huh? Mm -hmm. Everybody that has a boat and goes out and buys yeah. one, they'll ask me you know, about why I didn't get one. I'll say, well, it was the pandemic is the reason I didn't get one, because I couldn't purchase one. Everybody else had already bought them, and... I wasn't going to go for one of those cheap boats that looks like, you know, a couple of surfboards with an aluminum pole holding it together. You know. <laughs> and a lawn chair? Yes, it's like a it's like a six-foot folding table. You know, you just fold it up and yeah, carry it and with you, you just, with a handle. Yeah, you just kind of just flip it out on the water and, I don't know, hope it doesn't tip over because basically you're sitting on a lawn chair on a, I don't know, a couple of blow-up monkeys or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be embarrassed by that. Until this morning, Cliff, I did not know that there was a thing that the U.S. government has that's called the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. You ever heard of this bunch? Uh, no. They're the people no that idea. they're the people that come up with uh, what you should be eating and drinking, and how much of that you should well, be eating and drinking. I've, I've always wondered. You know, I've seen the numbers, and they constantly change. I've always wondered who came up with that. Now, well, now you know the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, okay. otherwise known as the Food and uh, Drink Nazis, they're recommending, <laughs> and there's no way you're going to win this argument, Cliff. No. There's no way, because they're no. recommending now, they used to always say, yeah. two alcoholic drinks per day for men, one for women. Yeah. And now they're saying they're going to cut that back to just one alcoholic drink for men along with women. And you can't complain about that. You can't disagree with that, Cliff, because why, if you start not? disagreeing that, you know, yeah. I think that's wrong, I should be able to have two drinks, yeah. people are going to think that maybe you're drinking too much to begin with. <laughs> I had two drinks. <laughs> well, Cliff, your talk about, um, well, different things after the 7 o'clock news yeah. prompted one of our listeners to uh, phone in a request just oh, really? for you. Just for you, okay. Cliff. You ready? Okay. Here we sure. Go. <laughs> okay you know i'll do that anything with water and ralph goes crazy about <laughs> i'm not so sure a bathtub half full doesn't do it for him <laughs> doesn't doesn't do it for him I, i'm not I don't, I don't really think i want to know what does it for ralph well, well that's true that's true well cliff you're <laughs> not I gonna please, go ahead 
Can I please unknow that? Yeah, unknow that. Unknow that. <laughs> Here's something you should know, though. And maybe, you know, you're not going to believe this, but yeah. people actually don't want to work with someone who treats them like they're human garbage. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. That's the new study out. <laughs> it took... How much of our tax dollars did we spend on that study? I don't know, but the <laughs> University of California, Berkeley, says people who are hostile, dishonest, and manipulative manipulative yeah. with their co-workers, yeah. they don't get any farther along in their careers than people who are actually decent human beings at work. Now, we always think no. that's just the opposite. Yes. But the reason uh, is those yeah. people that do those things to you— yeah. They stick mm-hmm. in your mind, so you always think about them. You always think that. No, and in fact, if if you want to if you want to like move forward in your career, I th- there's probably another study that shows this somewhere. Those who get the most promotions are the biggest brown nosers. That's those are the ones who get the promotions. <laughs> well, how about a morning roadshow life tip here, Cliff? A life tip. Yes, okay. a life tip. Okay. Those people that uh, you know, yeah. dishonest and manipulative and hostile yeah. towards you at work. Mm-hmm. Forget them. <laughs> okay. How's that? There you go. Well, wait, wait, what was your name again? <laughs> oh, 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 my. Oh, by the way, apparently their schools are on a two-hour delay somewhere. I think North Gibson. <laughs> North Gibson's, you know, here's what's funny is that you remember years ago, in fact, in our, just when we first started doing this, Whenever such a thing was going on, uh, the phones would ring off the hook. People wanting to know about school tomorrow, school today. What kind of delay are we on? Is there school? Is there no school? All that's automated now. (laughs) Every parent in North Gibson gets a text message. (laughs) I don't get those text messages. Well, you're not a parent. Oh, well, okay. All right. And, And I will say, though, once you're a parent, you're always a parent because my daughter has graduated from Gibson Southern like seven years ago i'm still on the mailing list for gibson southern <laughs> how do you get off of it i don't know <laughs> i mean it doesn't bother me i mean it comes and I, and I read it and i know what's going on at school even though i haven't had a kid there for like seven years <laughs> yeah that's kind of strange cliff it's like you get on the list and it's like yeah. i'm never getting off you can't get off the list <laughs> wow well, I'm glad, glad I didn't sign up then, Cliff. <laughs> I mean, I could sign you up. I know your email address. No, no, no. Don't do that. I no, can, no. There, in fact, there's lots of email the email lists I could sign you up for. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't know most of us have had it, uh, hankering for a late-night Taco Bell run. But most of us know there's a list of requirements, although limited, that must be met before hitting the drive through unlike 61-year-old Christopher Sale of Oakland City. We seem to know what's at the top of that list. Because police say the man Saturday night went through the drive-thru at the Taco Bell there, ordered his food at the speaker, and then pulled forward to the window when asked to do so, all while completely naked. He paid for his order, then asked to buy another taco, which he received, then to stay at the window a bit longer, likely to, in the immortal words of Ray Stevens, make sure everyone got a free shot, asked for sauce, and then asked for more napkins. And then, in case you missed it, he looped around and went through the drive-thru again to ask for more sauce. You'd think by this time he'd, making, he'd be making his own sauce, but no police cell, they were on the way, and detained him after his second trip to the takeout window. He told him he was hungry and all of his clothes were in the washer, adding that he didn't know it was against the law 
to drive naked. Where's this at? Oklahoma City. Oh, I thought you said Oakland City, and I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> you thought, and you, and you were like, I didn't know there was a Taco Bell in Oklahoma I didn't City. know that. No, I did not. <laughs> no, it's Oklahoma City. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. You ever read a story, Cliff, and you thought, well, they can't get any worse than that, and well, near the end, it gets a lot worse than that. Yeah. Well, this story but, uh, comes to us from Russia. Okay. A woman there in Russia recently took a nap yeah. in her yard. A nap? A in nap her in yard. her yard, which is a little bit okay. strange, but I've done that before over I mean, the course I've, of time. I, I, I have been to places where, like, there's a hammock there. I'm taking a nap. Yes. And and I may have fallen asleep on my front porch once or twice. Well, she laid out in the yard and fell asleep. Oh, I don't, I don't recall laying in the grass, but okay. And then she woke up and she said she yeah. wasn't feeling quite right. And so she thought, yeah. I need to go to the hospital. I think something's wrong with me. Oh, okay. And um, the doctors there found that uh, while she was asleep, yeah. a four-foot snake had crawled into her mouth and down her throat. Oh, Oh! Now that cliff, wow! That oh. cliff <laughs> is a sound sleeper. No kidding. And <laughs> I don't know how you can accomplish that and not wake up and not be choking because I get choked on a toothbrush from time to time, much less a four-foot <laughs> snake crawling in my mouth. Well, I can I can think I can answer that in one word. How could you be so sound asleep that you would lay on the grass and take a nap? and then not wake up when a snake crawls down your throat. I think I've got the one-word answer for that. I know where you're hitting. Vodka. Yes, I would think so, too. <laughs> now, that's a pretty bad story, Cliff, right there. Um, it definitely is. But then when they interviewed people in that same yeah. area of Russia, they yeah. said, well, it really isn't that rare of an occurrence here. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's normal that we have to warn people not to sleep outside because of that exact thing happening. I don't know if I sleep, Cliff, with my mouth that wide open. Maybe you could wear a face mask or something if you want to lay in the uh, yard out there, but is that not the weirdest thing you've ever heard? That is pretty strange. All right, we're there. Hi, who's this? Pete Williamson. Pete, Pete Williamson? Where are you from? Fort Branch. All righty. You know, you know what's going on here, don't you? Yeah. Well, Pete, have you ever heard this song by Gilbert O'Sullivan? I ain't never heard of it. All right. Well, I want you to be my hero today and keep it that way, okay? I'll always be you guys' hero. All right. Well, oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, my. Well, Pete, I'm going to give you these three statements. You pick out the lie. Here we go. Statement number one. The Girl Scout secret handshake involves shaking with your left hand instead of your right hand. Number two, Pete. Coxswain is the term for the edge of the ramp in ski jumping. And number three, Bruce Willis's real first name isn't Bruce. It's Walter. Which one, Pete, is the lie? Hmm. Come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. Which one is it? I can't tell you. You no, have to tell I me. I won't tell you. <laughs> I'm going to go Bruce, the Bruce Willis one. I know he... I, I'm going to go Bruce Willis's first name. Hmm. That's not the lie, because that's true. It really is Walter. He's, yeah. he's Walter two Willis. <laughs> Number two is the lie, Pete. So because of you, we get to hear Gilbert O'Sullivan. Are you going to listen to this? You're going elsewhere. Absolutely. I'm going to turn it up right now. All right. Well, Pete, All right. this awesome. is just for you. 
Here it is. Oh, Pete, you're not going to make it till the end of it. Thank you for calling in and playing along. He's long gone, isn't he, Cliff? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gone. Pete Williamson from Fort <laughs> Branch. Yeah, yeah. Once he heard the beginning of that song, he was gone, which is, you know, in it kind of defeats the purpose of punishment if you escape the punishment. Well, this is a first too, Cliff. What's that? Numerous text message complaints about yeah. it not being punishment enough. Oh, really? Yes. Let's, There's let's numerous see. ones on there. They like that song. Let's see. This song covers being stood up at the altar, your father dying, your mother dying, and then you climb a tower to throw yourself off. And That's that, not punishment enough? No, that's not bad enough for this program. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've been doing it all wrong, Cliff, for a long time. I'm telling you, if that's not bad enough. Oh, my goodness. What was that again, Cliff, all the things that happened in that? Let's see. In, in the verses of that song, dude gets stood up at the altar. His father died. His mother died. And then, chronologically, but out of the different verse, he climbed a tower to commit suicide. <laughs> it's a happy-go-lucky song right there, Cliff. Yeah. <sighs> and our texting friends love it. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And I am recording this, Cliff, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Just okay. in case. Okay. You see, this food item mm -hmm. has an extremely high level of the vitamin K. Vitamin K. Which okay. K helps promote your blood clotting. Okay. And if you take blood thinners because you're having a problem already, mm -hmm. and you mow down several dozen of these... It could send you to the hospital. That's right, Cliff. It is possible to overdose on Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so if that is my demise, the coroner says it's Brussels sprouts intoxication. Know this. Someone has shoved them down my mouth and made me eat them. Uh huh. I am not going to taste them on purpose. Do you like those things? No, I do not. Yeah. So it's on the record now, Cliff, in case something should happen. Everyone now knows that if you die from what's determined to be a Brussels sprouts overdose, there's some funny business going there's on. There's a lot of funny business going on. <laughs> and I was having no fun while it was going on. I can tell you sure. that too, right now. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day. Start with number three. A strategic monkey reserve. Number two. I'm going to have downspouts installed on my butt. <laughs> well, if it stays they, humid, I'm going to. I was going to say, are they going to like collect butt juice? <laughs> I could let it drain on the ground. How's that? Like a gutter. Yeah, yeah there you go. Right. Number one morning roadshow phrase for today. I didn't know there was a Taco Bell in Oakland City. I didn't know that. <laughs> There's not, actually. I misspoke when I said that. I meant Oklahoma City, not Oakland City. You sure caught my ear when you said. Although, yeah, when I said Oakland City. Although there might be people who would go through a drive-thru naked behind the wheel of a car in Oakland City, there's actually not a Taco Bell to do so. <laughs> but if there ever is one, yeah, it's a fun <laughs> Friday night in Oakland City. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.